can't speak Norwegian? We've got you covered on Snack Norsk. It's international students. What a start, what a start. Hello, you're listening to Snackerikenosk. My name is Mac. I'm in the studio today with Barbara. Hello, hello. And uh, the lovely Gemma. Hello there. How's it going? Everyone. <laughs> Everyone in the room. I, we, Everyone. We, we, we were way more people just uh, 10 seconds ago. <laughs> but uh, they left us. Okay. And uh, yeah, how has the weekend been? It's been fantastic. Yeah, I didn't get much sleep. <laughs> no, t- t- we we time traveled last night. Yes, I think that really that was not good for me. I still have the feelings of it all over my body. Yeah, yeah. Just need one more day. Exactly, or a week. It. <laughs> it's yeah, very crazy. I think that um, happens once a year. The the whole daylight savings thing, and, and every time it still kind of gets me. You know, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. I like it. Um, great. Then let's get into the subject. Uh, today we're going to talk about three different things. We're going to talk about uh, Albania, the Swan Virgins and the Canoon. I'm going to explain about that. Then we're going to talk about uh, the reform, the pension reform with Barbara. Exactly. And with Gemma, we'll talk about TV and film remakes. We will. Very exciting. <laughs> okay, so I'm opening with Albania. Um, and uh, I saw a documentary uh, at probably one night when I came home very late and just switched on TV. <laughs> That's how it happened. And, and waiting a little bit of time before lying down. Um, and uh, I, I thought it was so interesting to see that uh, there were some women in Albania uh, back in the communist uh, era, uh, 1946 to 1991 who decided um, that they didn't want to be so secluded living in the rural area of Albania. And they were like, okay, the only way that we can have the same privileges as men is to become a sworn virgin. So it's like a, a kind of a, a, a sacrifice, but also a, a silent revolution. Mm. So uh, it was mostly in northern parts of Albania uh, and also in Kosovo, Montenegro and northern Macedonia. And um, so during this communist era, um, mostly the women in the countryside, because they were so secluded and because the men uh, had power over the women, right? The women were objects, basically. (laughs) Uh, And so um, becoming a sworn virgin had nothing to do with their sexuality. Uh, didn't mean they were gay or anything uh, because I saw a lot of videos and pictures and those women dressed in suits and cut their hair and you know that you know you could say it's like almost a man yeah I I think I saw on social media as well like some videos and I was like oh this is a man no no okay no no and like the way they speak and the mannerism everything so uh, I thought it was very very interesting um so it allows them to be a sworn virgin it allows them to go to work to smoke, to drink, to attend to social activities. Um, also, within the family circle, if the man is dead or gone, they can take the place of the man. And um, those sworn versions back then, they were approved by the elder of the village or of the mm. area. Um, today, it's, I think, it's 12 registered sworn virgins in the world 12 12 yeah yeah. 
Uh, and they say that in Albania, it was not such a big thing anymore to become, you know, to take that title. Uh, also that they are not as respected as they used to be back then. And that uh, they don't make such a big ceremony if they decide to become sworn virgins. Also, as you can imagine, the women of today are kind of like, nah, we don't need to do that anymore. We should be free women and we should not have to do some sacrifices to have the same rights. Um, and so I had to look a little bit into it because I was like, okay, wow, it sounds pretty strict um, reading that women were objects and all of that. So um, so I, I need to give you a little bit of background on all right. on what's happening because they mentioned the canon and I was like, okay, what's a canon? So it's a book containing codes of law and it's codes of law to be an honorable person. Oh, okay. It's always good. <laughs> yeah, right? right. Um, so this book came along because um, it's, it was a land where there was no ruler, no court, no police, no, no written laws and no writing at all. Okay, so... Kind of like uh, the start of chaos. Yeah. <laughs> we have laws, it's just not written. Like yeah. Trust, yeah. Trust. We, we just live there and try to <laughs> mingle. Um, daily religion is a collection of superstitions and organized religious authority is from uh, alien culture. So like the Pope, the Italian, the Sharia, the Ottoman, they are blending absolutely mm. everything. Uh, few resources, difficult climate in Albania, making their life very, very difficult. So they needed to have order, basically. Um, and also they had invaders, so they had to fight them. And people, they had to trust each other. They had to trust that when they met a stranger, there were some sort of barrier to determine whether it would be a friend or it would be an enemy, right? And so this is the purpose of this canon. So in the first part, I talked about uh, the sworn virgins, uh, also called uh, Burnashat. And then I talked about this code of law from the canoon, this book. And I'm uh, going back on uh, that and the family, what should I say, relation in, in Albania to understand why the sworn virgins, okay? So uh, families are a little bit bigger than what we usually uh, have over here. Um, it's more of an ever-expanding circle of relatives. So that means a family can be very, very large. It's the patriarch, the brothers, the sisters, the wives, their wives, their husbands, their children, their grandchildren. They all share the same roof. Uh, it can be cases recorded of nearly 100 people in the same house. Oh, my God. Living in the same house. Yeah, that's it's insane. the family. It's how it's expanded. I struggle yeah, with my, 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 my parents and my two sisters. I couldn't go 100. <laughs> so, yes, you can imagine it's crowded <laughs> and it's probably creating a lot of tensions. Uh, today, it's very common also to still have 20 people living together in uh, Albania. Wow. The family is organized as one economic unit. Okay, so everybody is working for the good of the family. There is no individual ambition. I think it's uh, quite interesting. And then obviously the patriarch of the family is the one deciding, right? It's a of bit course. like the, the leader, the cult leader. <laughs> he's the only one that makes decisions. He's the only one sharing the resources. He's the only one directing the activities. For him to concern himself about his wife would be uh, beneath his dignity, beneath a man's dignity. 
uh, he should not care about, um, you know, what she's doing as long as she does her job mm-hmm. as a wife. So her job is to take care of the house. Everything inside the house is it's her. Uh, she's expected to take care of the kids, take care of the chores, um, make the food. Uh, and the, the men are usually working on the heavy task in the field, right? Mm. But it is possible that if the men have to be sent to war, then the women have to take over also on top of everything else. And wow. that if they need extra help during harvesting, the women have to be given a hand. Jeez. So it's it's a pretty intense day. Um so the canoon details the responsibilities of each individual, okay? So the action of one person reflects on all, right? So if somebody in the family is doing something bad, the whole family is shamed. Oh, I see. It's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. All hundred of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty pretty much. Can you imagine? You come home, it's like, oh, sorry, something <laughs> bad happened to that guy. Uh, okay. And then uh, there's a lot of talk about honors, uh, how to be honorable and all of that in that book. So they explain, for example, if a family member has been killed, honor is restored by killing any male member of the offending family. Oh. An eye for an eye. My gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the man who is killed in, uh, in a... In a conflict, he also he must be lying down on his back by his killer. His killer must... There's nothing hidden. Everything that is done is on display. So everybody knows. And it's a bit like Romeo and Juliet kind of vibe, you know. If you kill someone, then you have to lay the body down and you have to put your gun that you kill that man with next to his head. Right. Uh, it's very specific. Yeah. So no hiding the act of killing since the main purpose is public retrieval of family honor, which is, I think it's crazy. So the canoon was not intended to be a guide to murder, but rather it was intended to make murder have consequences, isn't it? Technically, you think, yeah, I mean, nobody should kill anyone. And and that's that. But obviously, uh, we are human beings and we do crazy things sometimes, I guess. <laughs> um, so it was to dissuade people so they would think twice about committing murder. Um, and although this code of conduct uh, has co- that condoned revenge killing as a way of restoring honor made sense, made more sense 500 years ago before gun became a common occurrence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, the increasing development of personal firearms made it easier to kill by ambush from a distance. And by 1904, um, someone visited an area in Albania. Entire families were being wiped out and the area was becoming depopulated. Oh, wow. Uh, And there was uh, almost no adult males because all the women were left behind, right? So it's it's pretty crazy. Uh, Now, I just want to read a testimony from from an older uh, woman about her condition. In, in as a woman in Albania in 1990. Oh, she was interviewed in 1990, but like it was earlier in Before probably the 1950s. Uh, she was saying that marriage was arranged when she was 13 years old to a man who was 22. Um, she had not re- reached puberty and could not sleep with her husband for two years. 
My husband helped me grow up, but he beat me when I played with other girls my own age. He told me not to raise my head up while walking to the field or going to the mountain to cut wood. I had to look down and fix my gaze on the tips of my shoes. Our, ours was a typical patriarchal family. We, the women, never had the right to speak to our husband in front of others. It was considered to be shameful to do that. The women of our house never entered a room where the men were gathered to talk, drink coffee, or eat lunch. It was the duty of the women to prepare and bring coffee. Um, yeah. So that was it. They were there to work and have children. And they could have up to 11 children. It was yeah, pretty. Yeah. That is so insane. Uh, I, I just, I'm sorry, I'm going a bit over my time, but I just want to say I saw a, a recent game show. It was more like an experiment, you know, where they trick people thinking it's a game show. Uh, couples, young couples in their 20s, and um, in love and living together. And they were asking separately the male and the female what they expected from the relationship. You know, should, you, should your wife work? Um, how much of the tasks should you share? And all the women were going on the, you know, it should be equal. And all the men, even though they were in their 20s, they were like, no, no. Uh, if we are having a child, it's our job to do it. Because a mother knows best. Mm. And it's like, if she has a job, of course, I would love that she has a job, as long as it's not better than me. So it was still extremely, wow. like, uh, retro, you know, yeah. uh, vision of uh, the women. Uh, so finally, I just want to say about these women in Albania, they are still fighting to have uh, as, as many rights as the men. Uh, there's more women in the agricultural field in Albania now. They can work more, but they are paid 18% less than the men. Um, 50% of Albanian women have experienced sexual violence. It's very much the man in control in the relationship. So it's still some big problems there. Um, women cannot own property. They still cannot still own property. Still right now, no. of course not. Uh, it was only... Uh, 2018, 8% of Albanian women who owned land. Um, s more women invested in politics, but still not enough. But it's a start. And uh, they still struggle to safe reproductive health care um, post-COVID outbreak. So, yeah, it's a lot that can be done. It's, I thought it was very interesting to just read about Another land where women yeah, were uh, yeah. still uh, fighting for their rights. Well, you know, we have it kind of easy. We, yeah, we be have it better, better here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yes, hope that was interesting.